Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Tuesday the 14th of March. Today we get the release of US consumer price inflation. This was something that markets had been getting very worked up by and now seem to be less focused on as bank failures take increased importance. It's worth noting, however, that in the real world it is the consumer price inflation or more accurately, the cost of living, of which consumer price inflation is a very, very bad approximation, that is going to matter more to people. On many news websites, stories about the moves in markets and the problems of the banks require scrolling down to be discovered. However, the bank failures are tied in to consumer prices. One could argue that the June policy errors of the Powell Federal Reserve including the unnecessary elevation of consumer price inflation as a policy target, added volatility to financial markets. The risk premium associated with that might have contributed to the current tensions in parts of the US banking system. More significantly, what is happening now might have a bearing on future inflation. Aside from the complete fiction of the owner's equivalent rent housing measure, and some lingering energy price effects, US inflation at the moment is mainly about profit margin expansion, especially by retailers. This is not just large companies, although they are clearly a part of the problem. Profit margin-led inflation can be just as much small businesses unnecessarily raising prices. Profit margin-led inflation can be countered either by consumers no longer accepting the price increases as being fair, or by a slowing of demand. If banking lending standards tighten, then demand in the United States may well be affected. With real wages catastrophically negative for so long, lower income consumers in particular have had to use credit to maintain living standards. Raising rates has very little impact on demand for this sort of credit, but tightening credit standards chokes this off as a source of future consumption. Weaker demand may well start to break the profit-led inflation story. In the United Kingdom, labour market data for January showed unemployment steady, payrolls rising, and average weekly, hours, uh, average weekly hourly earnings slowing. This is nothing especially dramatic, other than the fact that it emphasises that old-fashioned notions of the labour market do need to be challenged. Employment is strong, and average earnings are slowing. Average earnings are not the same as wages, and certainly not the same as labour costs, but it is indicative of what weak pay bargaining power actually means. It's also worth noting that the UK labour market data probably understates employment. The United Kingdom has embraced flexible working and online retail more than most countries, and also experienced an explosion of business startups during the pandemic. We know from tax return data that not all of that activity is being captured in things like the labour market report. There's final Spanish February consumer price inflation, which is not likely to attract very much attention. The US National Federation of Independent Businesses Survey of Small Businesses tends to correlate extremely strongly with the Republican view of the economy to the extent that it's not really a useful indicator of overall economic activity.
That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.